Fantastic, fantastic. Hey, good evening, everybody. Why don't you grab your seat together right now? Welcome to C3 Powerhouse. It is great to have you here tonight. Uh, I know tonight is going to be a very inspiring night. Uh, I think we're just going to get the seats up here, guys. That's what we're going to do because we're going to sit down and talk real soon. Uh, who's having a good time? Who's, who's ready for some inspiration tonight? It is, uh, we had uh, Derek Rebello here a few years ago sharing his story. And it was, it was such a privilege to meet him, to hear from him. I'm really looking forward to talking with him tonight. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, one of a few things are going to happen for you tonight. If this, is, if this is your first time here with us, or maybe second or third, you've been on special occasions, I'm hoping, uh, here's a few things. One I'm hoping is whatever obstacle that you and I have got in our lives that makes us feel like, uh, you know, to feel sorry for ourselves or to feel like we can't really achieve achieve something, then I'm hoping tonight blows all of those things away for us and we just, we get so inspired that nothing can stop us when we set our mind to something. Who's ready for some inspiration? I'm I'm hoping tonight too that the dream that God has placed inside of your heart, I believe God's put a dream inside of everybody's heart for significance, to make a difference in people's lives. I hope that you're inspired to either keep going with the dream or to rediscover God's dream in your heart or to, or to just pull it up a little bit bigger and think, okay, maybe I can do it. I know Derek's going to inspire you with that tonight. And maybe it's as well, you're here and you've just you, you come to church and you had a particular concept of what church is like from growing up or, or you haven't been to a church or, or you've had a different idea of what God's like, I'm hoping tonight that you'll also discover the nature of God as a loving Father who wants the best for your life and that you can make a, a connection with Him tonight. So but without any further ado, what I'm going to get us to do, uh, there has been a, a movie made about Derek uh, and I would love us just to have a little look at the trailer of that to get a little bit of an idea and context of who Derek is and what he's done in his life. So let's check that out. Wow, how cool is that? That's very cool. Uh, so without further ado, I'd, I'd love you to know, I want you to stand to your feet. We've got a, a real hero in our midst, someone who is a true inspiration. And we're going to welcome up Derek Rebello to the stage right now. Can you make him really welcome? Fantastic. Awesome, awesome, Derek. Great to have you here. This is your chair right there, buddy. Fantastic. Grab your seat. Thank you. You may be Thank seated. You. Thank you. All right. Hey, Derek, welcome back. Thank you. So good to be back here. It's great awesome. to have you back here. Do, do you, t- tell me, do, do you recognize scents and smells and things in a place? You're like, oh, I've been here before. Oh, yes, I do, actually. But I was, I was not pretty sure if you guys still in the same building as right. I was here last time. I was kind of... Uh, yeah, we were in the same building. Because it changed the name of the church. We did know? change it. That's yeah, confusing. Yeah, and I was just not sure. Yeah. But yeah. it's amazing to be It back. feels all familiar again, doesn't it? We had you here a few years. Now, since you were here last, you went and got married. Yes, I did. Hey. Thank good you. Good job. <laughs> T- tell me a little bit about your bride, about your wife. Yeah, she's the most beautiful woman in the world, and... We got married two years ago in yes. Margaret River. I met her in Perth when I was speaking at her church, actually. Okay. And okay. Did she come up yes, and hit on I, you, or did she buy one of your books, or what was going on? Yeah, I proposed to her three months after we, uh, we met. Hey. And yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, no, and no hanging around. Now we are expecting a baby, which is amazing. Hey. So Congratulations, man. Thank you. Really, really cool. Well, it's great to have. Now, just tell us for those, uh, how many people were here last time we had Derek? Okay, maybe about 30%, 40% of people were here last time. So um, I'm going to cover some territory we've covered before. Just say, so how old are you now? I am 27. 27. Yeah. And you're, you're, you were born in Brazil? Yeah, so I was born in Brazil, in Guarapari, which is a little north of Rio de Janeiro. Okay. Yeah, and your what's your first language? Portuguese. Portuguese. Yeah. Okay, Portuguese. Does anyone speak Portuguese here? We got any Portugueses? Portugueses? Uh, Honey, Brazilians? you should raise your hand too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, your wife. There we go. Oh no, we've got someone down the back. Yell something out in Portuguese. There we go. Did you hear that? 
Yeah, I bet like those people they are not nice, those that just talked. <laughs> no, I'm joking. They're, they're, my, they're my friends from Nusa. Ah, there we got, there we got the set up stooges in the crowd. What's going on here? That's awesome. They are your friends. They, they're the nicest people in Nusa. So ah, very, if you guys go there, make sure you visit them. Okay, very good. Well, f fantastic to have you here. So well, your, your English is actually really good for as your second language. For someone who can only speak one, uh, you, that's amazing. So you do very, very well. Uh, thank you. Does now tell us, a lot of people want to know, for your story, um, are you, in terms of your sight, are you completely blind? Do you see little bits of things? What's the story? So, um, I was born blind, actually, mm -hmm. but my parents, they just found that out um, after 15 days wow. that I was born, and I had glaucoma, Okay. so I had no sight at yes. all. And yeah, when I was really young, I went through three surgeries, mm -hmm. but you know, there was no result of the surgeries and I still wow. lied. Okay. Okay. And your, I, I remember seeing on the film, your mom, I think it was your mom talked about almost had an abortion before you were born. Is that true? Yes, she did actually. And it's, it's really powerful because they were not expecting a pregnancy. They were not marriage. And... So she was pretty scared of her family. Wow. And they, they just didn't know what to do, you know, they were so young. Yes. But thankfully, I'm so grateful they, they took a good decision and praise God that, you know, she, she kept the pregnancy and I'm, I'm here. You're you are know? here, you're a yeah. miracle. We're glad you're here. Tell, tell me, um, for you growing up, what were, what were some of the challenges um, being blind? What were some of the things that you, you struggled with? Well, growing up blind, for me, I was, I was always someone really, really happy, you know. And many people ask me, oh, don't you have problems? And you're always happy. How, how can you do it? Because I always chose, you know, to, to live life the way it was given to me. But obviously, you know, especially at school, you know, people make fun of you. People, okay. like, you know, bullying around. But actually, on my age, that word didn't even exist, right. you know, bullying, you know, okay, like, okay. you just, uh, they're making fun of you, you know, yeah. joking around. But I always try to, you know, take as, you know, you know what, so if I, if I would be upset with those things, I will just be depressed my whole life. Obviously, there are moments that, that it might be really hard, but I always try to, you know, just accept it and play with that and, right. you know, just... You know, just, you know, like if people, you know, make fun of me and tell me that I could not do things and, you know, I'll just say, yeah, okay, cool. And, I'll, you know, I'll just live my life, not wow. paying attention to, you know, negative thoughts and, and things that can stop you to do whatever you're trying to do. Right, right. Did you, did you at school in, in terms of friendships, obviously you had your family, was there any particular mates who were really good for you growing up? Um, yes, definitely. Like my friends and family, they were really, really important for me my mm. my whole life. Especially, especially my dad. You know, he always believed me on anything I wanted to do. He always wanted to support me. Oh. He always started, "Hey, Derek, you can go there and you can do it. No matter. It might take a little longer. It might be right. not that perfect, but you can do it. The fact you're blind is just a detail, you know. And there is always a way that you can make things work out." That's cool. So would you think that's part of, of why you've been able to do the things that are actually, like, um, a lot of people who just look at what you do and they go, this is crazy. How do you do that? Is, is, for you, your dad speaking that into your life as a kid, was that part of what shaped you to take on challenges, do you think? Yes, I, I really believe that the fact that I always believe that through my faith in God, putting that above every single fear that I would have, mm. and also having my father with me, he, he's just an angel sent from God to me because really? every time that I would maybe be depressed or maybe doubting myself, he would come and, and support me and encourage me to do anything, you know, like... When I was three months old, he gave me 
a basketball, you know, I still have it until today. And today I look at that ball and I'm like, why did he give me that ball? He knew I was blind, you know? And <laughs> so when I was two years old, he gave me a boogie board, you know? So he has always encouraged me to do things, always encouraged me to be out there to, you know, to not be inside the house and, you know, just being someone that doesn't do anything, you know? And right. looking, Back then, I really believe if it would not be my dad, uh, I would yes. not be where I am today. Yeah, beautiful. That's cool. I can't believe you still got the, he gave you a basketball and you've still got it. How cool is that? That's yes, cool. yes. And I didn't realize, you know, how important that was for me until right. a few years ago, you know, because if, if you look at it and like, why does a father give like a, a blind child a toy that he can not really play with? Right. You know? Wow, that's amazing. Did you, uh, at school, aside from wanting to be a surfer, um, and we'll get to that in a moment, were there some other sports or things that you're like, oh, I'd like to do that, or things that were people said are impossible, but you were able to do them? Well, um, yeah, there were other things that people said that I should never do that, that would be you know, really hard for me. For example, skating. Mm-hmm. So I always... I can understand wanted, that. You know, wanted to do that, and but so I went there and I and I did it. You know, and I still do it. I love it. Not as much as surfing, obviously, but yeah, there were some sports. You know, since when I was very little, to be honest, I always wanted to be a soccer player, and <laughs> I used to go. You know, to that's, like that's soccer. a big thing in Brazil. Yeah, right? soccer. We know you. Yeah, soccer. I used to go when I was little to like soccer lessons, and but unfortunately didn't work out. You know, yeah. didn't end up yeah. being something that's, it's a, that I good. And I'm like, I gotta just watch it, not 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 play soccer anymore. <laughs> and actually, there are blind people that yeah. play soccer really I've, well. You know? I've seen that. Yeah, they they, like they a do bell amazing. in the ball or something. Right? Yes. So crazy. But okay. yeah, that's what. So when, well, when did the surfing thing kick in? If your dad gave you a boogie board when you were two, was your dad a surfer? So yeah, he gave me a boogie board when I was two, but I didn't really surf, you know, like just a boogie board for a kid to play. Right. But I, I grew up along near the ocean, you know, having contact with the water. My, my whole life, I would like to go and swim and play with the waves. I, I would right. go with my dad when the waves would be big and just, you know, be on his back and just playing around, having fun. Right. And I always wanted to become a surfer, you know, surf with like a real surfboard, you know, nothing right. against boogie board, actually. But that actually took so long, you know, because no one really believed that I could do it. Yeah. And what is actually very interesting is that not even my dad and really believed that, even though he always supported me, he yeah. always thought, uh, I don't think a surfboard would be something really good for you. It can easily hurt yourself. He never have told me that, I'm but he always that. avoided that until I was 17 years old, and for the first time he taught me how to surf. Really? So your dad taught you how to surf? Yes, he did. 17. 17 years old. That is... Fast forward for a little... I I want to go back to that in a moment. But tell me, what's the worst injury you've had surfing? That's actually a great question. So I was talking with my wife the other day and she was like, Hey, honey, you know what's really crazy that you, you never have had any bad injuries, you know? Every single injury that I have had was something very small and I'm very grateful. I, I really believe that God protects me a lot because all of my friends, you know, they the injured themselves like surfing, you know, right. break a foot or, you know, like hurt the shoulder or whatever and yeah. they cannot surf for like six months or for so long and I'm very grateful that I never, that never have happened That's amazing. That, that is much, amazing. You know? Wow, yeah. that, is, that is really cool. Okay, tell, tell me, um, Derek, then in terms of when you first started to learn how to surf, uh, how long did it take you to actually be able to stand up? Well, um, it's actually two different things to stand up on a surfboard and, and to surf. Right. To stand up, it can be something really easy if you, you know, if you have very little waves and a huge soft board, you know. Right. So I did stand up on the first day, but I fell off straight after, you know. So, but through a lot of, you know, practice and wanting to do that really, really hard. So... I was able to, you know, to stand for longer on a surfboard. It didn't take me too long, I think, on the first few Okay, to be times. able to stand up and ride some little waves. Okay, so once you're 17 and you're learning to do that, did, how often would you go out and practice? 
I wanted to go every day. I wanted to be out there surfing all the time. Um, I think that's how it is when we start everything, you know. Yes. And I used to be pre-addicted with surfing, you know. I would want to surf like twice a day. And I'm still like that today. But after 10 years surfing, you start to be very picky, you know. And you don't want to always surf when it's really cold in the morning uh, if the waves. Uh-huh. You know, from 0 to 10, sometimes the waves are like 5, you know. Uh-huh. And you think, oh, they're not good. I'm not going to go out. But, Yeah. Lately, I've been not surfing that often, not as much as I wanted to do, you know, just being really busy with my business and stuff. Right. But I always try to be out there and, you know, to, to live the same moment that I used to live, you know, when I was just learning how to surf. Yeah, very good. Okay, so, so when did this whole idea that you could surf pipeline kick in? There was... A few years after I started, because I met a guy, he was actually a boogie board, and we became really great friends, and he used to go to Hawaii all the time, and he said, hey, I'd love to take you with me, and, and then I started to practice that, to go to Hawaii with him to surf pipeline, because I knew that it would be really hard, and one of the things that's really cool, that when that dream started to build in my heart, I remember that one day when I was sleeping, um, I could see that I was surfing pipeline because when I'm sleeping, when I dream, I can see how things are, you know, because really? I, I can create like a picture in my mind how, you know, how the waves are, how, right. you know, how my wife is, how things are. And when I sleep, I, I believe that it's a gift from God that, I, that wow. I'm not blind, you know. So I dreamed that I was surfing pipeline and when I woke up, I, was, I realized, you know, if I can dream and I can see what I'm dreaming, I can do it. There is no wow. way that I cannot do it. So, and I started, <laughs> thank you. Then I started to, to practice really hard to go surf pipeline. But one day, a week before I was about to fly to Hawaii, I was near the ocean in front of my house and a guy came to me and he tapped on my shoulder and he was like, hey Derek, you cannot go surf pipeline. You're going to kill yourself. You're going to, be injured really bad you you're being selfish because you're thinking about of your will you know you're not like thinking of, of the risks you have wow and on that moment i walked towards my home and i went in my bedroom and i started to cry like never before i realized that you know the fear actually took over me you know was wow. dominating me hmm. and thankfully my dad came once more and he really encouraged me he told me that i shouldn't you know like feed those negative thoughts I should not give attention to that and just you know make a priority my dream and my what my goals were you know then I went down and I surfed pipeline wow that's amazing that's amazing so I'm really fascinated about you dreaming and seeing and imagining things um is that from you? And you know, it's what's cool is uh, next Sunday morning, one of our preachers is going to preach about how God speaks to us in dreams. Uh, her name's Teresa. I call her my DI, my dream interpreter. So if ever I want to know what did that dream mean, and it's amazing how God speaks to you in dreams. So she'll be on next Sunday morning doing that. But so for you, had people described this is what waves look like? How did how does that work for you? Well, I didn't realize that how powerful that is until I met Maddie because she was the first person person that ever asked me that before. Right. You know, like I always knew, you know, that I would see things in my dreams because obviously people describe things to me how they are and obviously I ask a lot. So everything in my mind on my daily life, it's, you know, like... I, I try to imagine how things are and right. and I think like when I'm sleeping, you know, my brain that's just the way that yep. the way that it works. Yes. But I'm pretty sure as I said, I think this is a gift from God because yes. I have asked other people that are blind as well and they tell me, Well, when I dream I just listen to things. I'm like, Oh really? And then some other people have asked then with the also they're also blind. How do you dream? And they say black and white. I'm like, that sounds like an old TV, you know. Oh. <laughs> and I feel very blessed that I can dream really see things, you know. Really yeah, it's cool. 4K, you know. Oh, it's 4K. <laughs> that is really. That's fascinating to me. That is, 
That is fact. I know the, the pastor of the largest church in the world, uh, his name's Dr. Yongi Cho. He has this statement. He said that dream, visions and dreams are God's language of talking to you. And so you don't actually need to have physical eyes to be able to see the things that God talks to you about. So that's, to me, that is really amazing. Okay, so in that case then, um, when those negative thoughts and fears come at you, you know, when people freak you out and say, this is going to kill you or this is going to be terrible. I mean, we heard the, the guy talk earlier about pipeline for long-term professional surfers with full sight die doing pipeline. How do you, how do you deal with that fear? Like, what do you, do you, do you just imagine a different picture? Do you, what do you do? So, yeah, especially with, you know, negativity comes towards us. I actually think that's something normal to happen because whatever you do, you know, some of your friends will come to you and say, oh, I should not do it because you, you know, not going to be successful, not right. going to do as best as you want to, to do. Right. And that was not different with me, especially when I was going to surf pipeline. As mm -hmm. I said, people, many people told me that I could die, you know, but if I would, you know, stop to just think about my will of going there and doing it, if I would stop to practice as I was doing, if I would, you know, just let all of those theories and those fear control me, I would not have achieved that. Right. And that was, that is with anything in life. Yes. That's, that was with anything in my life, and I'm sure it is with the same thing in your life. Right. Especially right. when we are being successful with, you know, our life goals or whatever we want to do. Many people come to us and to us and say, oh, you, I show what you're doing. It's the right thing to do. I show you, you know, you're doing as good. You're putting right. your life in risk. You should not do it. Yeah. So then we, we need to be strong. We need to really know where we are going and what we are doing. Right. Wow. So, I, so, so tell us then, there's actually a really good swell at the coast at the moment. I went and saw it this morning. Do, when you stand at the ocean and you hear waves, do you like, oh, I want to get out there. I, I, can, I, I want to get amongst it. Is that part of your, what happens for you? Oh, yes. Yeah, like just the fact of hearing the waves makes me, makes me really excited. Because, you know, uh, as I'm blind, I, I try to explore my other systems as much as possible. Yes. And, I, and I really appreciate, you know, like just the fact of hearing and can, that I can feel things right. makes me really excited. Yes. The waves are actually great. Yesterday, we, my friend and I, we went to surf granite at the uh -huh. National Park. And yes, yes. It was really fun. Waves were pretty good. And yeah, we, you know, we got some waves over there. And then we went out to T3 and got some yes. waves over there I as well. Nice, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We, Have you we ever pedaled all the way from Greenwich to the car park in the National Park. It was, uh, was pretty fun. You know? that's, a, that's a great Yeah, place. it was a long pedal. Have you ever had anybody abuse you when you're surfing, not realizing that you can see or can't see? Sorry? Have I'm you sorry. ever had anybody yell at you while you're out there oh, surfing? All the time. Really? Yeah. All the time. That happens a lot. <laughs> what have they said to you? What sort but of I, I yell at people more than they do at me, you know, because... <laughs> You know, sometimes I'm on the wave and I just hear someone, you know, pedaling, you know, towards the wave, not going to the white water, coming towards, you know, where the, the clear part of the wave is because it's just a little easier to duck dive. And I'm like, come on, come on, get out of the way. I'm coming. So, but yeah, it happens often. <laughs> that, is, that is cool. That, that, that Especially is. when I'm surfing T3 at the National Park. Yes. It's Always something bad happens over there. Oh, Always right? there is. No, yeah, it, no, I'm sorry. Especially if I'm going to surf D3, I'm 100% sure that an accident will happen. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're okay. You're good here. I'm glad you're good. Hey, uh, hey so when, you, when you're like literally going out into the surf to catch a big wave and you've got a duck dive and you can, do you get scared that you're going to get smashed or anything like that? Well, um, I do because it's normal that we are afraid of right. things, that we get scared. Right. But as I said, I, I, I'm always trying to think positive and for me, my faith in God, in God it's, it's bigger than the fear and the, anything that can make me scared. Right. But when I'm there, you know, and I'm about to duck dive, you know, obviously... I try to really calm, calm down and, you know, just relax. As, especially when you're surfing big waves. Um, 
the hardest thing is to you know to fight against your mind because that can cause you panic and hmm. that's it actually when you can can die and be really in a bad situation right. it's something that really need to know how to control and to deal with right so what do you do to control your mind just you know just relax and because i'm like there's nothing you can do you know if there's a, a giant wave coming what are you gonna do you're gonna fight against the wave <laughs> the only thing you can do it's to you know it's just relax and just wait for it to come down and never try to come up because if you come up you're gonna make yourself even more tired you know and you're gonna lose energy right. just calm down because if you are meant to come up you'll come up anytime <laughs> if not it's that time to say goodbye to life you know <laughs> Okay, okay, that'll do it, that'll do it. Do you, I mean, a lot of people, if they I get... almost said goodbye many times, but they uh, didn't. <laughs> well, a lot of people, when they're under a wave, um, you, you know the way up by seeing light. So for you, if you can't see light, how do you know the way up? Do you just sort of float to the top, or what happens? Well, um, what you say makes sense, and many people ask me that, but I always thought to myself that the people find that way up through the light, it's something stupid because whenever I ask someone what they do under the water, they tell me that they have their eyes closed. So I'm like, how do you find your way up because of the light, you know? Right. So what are you asking? It's a great question, but yeah. there is, you know, <laughs> that was something a bad that question. doesn't make sense. Okay. No, no, there is something that doesn't make sense to me when I go and ask people how they find their way Obviously, up, I'm not you know? a surfer here. I'm, I'm getting but thrown under the I, bus. <laughs> I believe that, you know, when you're under the water, you know, the pressure just brings you up right. naturally, you know. Natural buoyancy. That's what I was thinking was the answer, but a friend told me to ask you about the light thing, so... No, then go to your friend and ask him what he does yeah, when yeah. he's under the water. Okay. They always have their eyes closed, you know. Okay, okay, I'll tell him that. Thank you, friend. We'll, we'll, we'll cover that off. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, what, tell me what's, what's been, uh, Pipeline was obviously amazing. What, what's some of, another one of your um, greatest surfing moments or adventures? What would you say? Um, lately, since a few years ago, I've been really, um, like, involved with big wave scenario. You know, it's something that I always wanted to do since when I started to surf because I always liked it, like to challenge myself and go bigger and go beyond. So I slowly got involved with towing. For who doesn't know, it's you know you have a jet ski that has a rope attached to that, and it tows you in on the waves because okay. you need that to get those giant waves. The waves are so big. By paddling, you don't have enough speed, so you really need a jet ski to help you out of that. So and get involved with that, and I really wanted to surf one day, Jaws and Nazareth. And after many years practicing really, really hard and training a lot and, you know, make sure I was relying on God for that, I was, you know, I was able to go out there and, and surf Nazareth. And now we are actually, my crew and I, we are doing a, a TV show in Brazil, which yes. is a series about, you know, big waves where I go around the world and what chase the big waves. What the heck? So I actually picked a video to show you guys if you want yes, to see. Yes, okay. Uh, who, who wants to see a yeah. big wave video? Okay, so one of the things that we have to do right now, if you're watching online, I'm sorry, you can't actually watch this because Derek has a contract, so this can't be for public viewing, so you can't film it on your phones. This is an exclusive little moment, but, but let's, uh, let's watch Derek catching a big wave at Jaws. What the heck? Are you serious? Oh my gosh! That is flipping unbelievable. Oh my god! Come on, put your hands together for Derek. What the freak? That's uh, crazy. Man, you that you must have been absolutely flying that because that, that's a big wave. Yeah, that that was pretty big, you know, especially the one that I fell when I went to the bottom. <laughs> and the other one that I got in the end of the video, you know, I was able to make all the way through and I got out through the top, which was amazing. It was, you know, pretty big too. But yeah, it, it was an epic day, you know, on that trip we stayed. It was in Portugal. Yes. So it stayed that, it stayed that pretty long and I was, you know, many times out there trying to surf and, you know, 
But yeah, it's something that I really love to do. I really, really enjoy it. Fantastic. It's my passion. Fantastic. People, you know, they tell me, oh, now you surf the giant wave, you don't need to surf anymore. And I'm like, come on, now I need to keep surfing, you know, because you know, now I know that I'm able to do that. And it, it's something that I really love to do. It, it, it brings me brings me happiness, you know. Right. It, it means a lot. And, wow, wow. And I'm very grateful that I, I'm able to to achieve that and Stunning. it was really important for me to have my wife there with me yes. uh, to be honest I, I was really nervous on that day especially on the biggest day you know like I was pretty nervous not I, I was very confident on the same moment you know right. which was amazing Dude, before but you, my wife was there praying for me I was, I was no one was being told in on that wave I was worshipping God you know wow and yeah it was an amazing moment it was such a special time wow was it part of your agreement before you got married that you're allowed to surf big waves did you get that out oh there yes really? always right always, yes. right before we get married as many times as I want you know? okay especially now the greatest thing is when you're married you, su- you should surf even more and uh, if you have a baby you should surf more and more, you know. Yeah. So I'm not, you need that. I'm not sure she's nodding in the front row here, man. Just to give you a little no, bit of feedback. With that. Give you a little bit of I'm feedback. I'm so blessed because many of my friends, you know, they, uh, you know, their wives, they're always like, I should not go surf. And uh. you've been surfing too many times this week. And my wife, she's always encouraging me. She's always, you yeah. know, letting me, oh, you should go surf. You should go out with your friends. Yeah. You should go skating. You should go on, on surf trips. So That's nice. I'm so grateful that she's like that. That's Thank you, baby. Nice. I love you. That's very nice. She might be a little bit sick of you too, just to get you out of the house. I'm not sure. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> hey, tell me, what's, what's your next big adventure? What are you, what are you looking to do? Well, um, actually, the big adventure now, it's been with my book, because we mm-hmm. have just launched that. Right. And it's such an honor for me to start the book tour in Australia. Yes. So Beyond These Eyes, it's called. I've got a copy. You've got, we've got about 30 of them here, right? Yeah, we've got only 30, but, so you know, if people want more, we can You'll send, sign them after the service yeah, if people want them. Yeah, and we can them. send them to here to the church. And... We, it's been an adventure because I know that that will take us to many places yes. and we hope to, to bring the, the, the book to as many people as possible. Yes. And it's much different than what my movie talked about. Right. You know, the book has, it has a lot since before I was born, you know, since when my parents, they have just met and until today, you know. Right. Even the baby is in the book. Hey, so, hey. yeah. That's and great. I really hope that people can really feel encouraged and yes. can really, you know, see not, you know, Derek Rabello's story as a surfer, but right. that people can see that someone being blind was not stopped to do anything in life. And Amazing. what can, can you do? Can you do as you're not blind? You know, right. you can do the impossible. So I really. Hope that that's the message that people can that's brilliant. take out of the book. That is brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that'll be available. If you want to grab that afterwards, be a great gift. Something to go and read. Um, t- t- tell me, I think last time you were here, you've also got into downhill skateboarding, speed skateboarding, as if the waves weren't hard enough if you fall off. Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, water is not hard enough. <laughs> yes, um, I did. As I said, I love skating, and I start actually to compete and go a little crazy with you know downhill speed. Today I'm I'm really slower on that, you know. Right. Like right. as I said, surfing is my passion, you right. know, and skating it's something that I just love to do, you yes. know, every now and then. Yes. But yes, and because of skating, actually, I was able to do a commercial for Noche Grain. Yes. When when yes. my manager he came it was actually something really cool, and he came to sell a campaign of me to Noche Grain. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, we we have just done something with a surfer, so that doesn't really make sense to us." But and then he was like, "Yeah, but we 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 have this guy here that he also do." 
downhill skating, you know. And you're like, come on, that's something different. We, we want to do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it was really cool. Amazing, amazing. Well done. Tell, tell us, let's just imagine there's someone out here tonight who's got a dream. And everyone, I believe, has a dream inside of them from God. Um, and they're facing some obstacles. Now, it might not be a physical obstacle. It could be a financial obstacle. It could be, it could be um, it's just something in their mind that's stopping them. What would you say to people who, who are like, they've got a sense of a dream, but it's, it's not, not happening yet, and they're facing obstacles? How would you respond to that? Well, I really believe that we all here face fear. We all here face obstacles. Mm -hmm. And that's the way life it is. Like, life would be very boring if we would not be challenged there, mm -hmm. if we would not be obstacle. We would never improve ourselves. We would, we would never learn. And when I see an obstacle in front of me, when I see a challenge, um, I take it to make me stronger because I know that if the challenge, if the obstacle are there, it's because there's something after that that belongs me. Right. You know, so I really want to encourage you to, whenever you see an obstacle, just make yourself strong and really believe that the only thing that can hold you back, it's yourself, it's, right. it's your mind, it's, right. it's the way you, you think, it's the way you're feeding negative thoughts. Right. Because as I said, you know, being blind didn't stop me. So mm -hmm. you should not give yourself excuse. You should not look right. at yourself and being compassionate and feeling sorry for yourself right. because you cannot achieve your goals. You know, I have had so many excuses to to not be where I am today, to yes. not do whatever I did. You know, yes. I, I could have chosen on living. You know. A dark life because physically I see darkness, you know, mm. but I have chosen to see, you know, to see with God's eyes, you know, and I would really want to encourage you to do the same, you know, wow. I really want to encourage you to, you know, just, just rely on God and be open hearts to, mm. to hear from him and to let him do his will in your life and, and on his time because he has the perfect time, you know. Sometimes we are so impatient and really want things straight ahead on, on our time and mm -hmm. on our moment. And mm -hmm. that's not how it works because he, he knows what we need and when we need, you know. Right, right. So that's really good. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So we've just got five minutes to go, Derek, and I'd love to talk to you a little bit about your faith. It's obviously a central part of, of who you are and your, your ability to overcome obstacles. And when did, at what point in your life did your faith in Jesus become real? I was around 15 years old, mm -hmm. and I grew up in a kind of like in a Christian family, but when I was... When I was around five, six-ish, my mom would take me to the church with her, but I never liked it. I never really enjoyed that. I would right. sleep the whole service, you know. And right. Yeah, it was really boring for me. Uh -huh. But when I was around 15, I realized that there was something missing in my life. I realized that, you know, I was not who I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to, I looked for a church myself. Right. Not because people were forcing me to do it. Right. You know, I realized that God was, you know, trying to get into my life. Mm. Then I became to, to accept Jesus. And when I was my 20s, I got baptized and so many ups and downs, ups and downs. But what, what matters for me is that there is something really powerful, which is how I believe that, you know, God have had the purpose in my life of, right. you know, of me becoming a surfer, of me being blind, you know, and when you look back, you know, I could be always complain that I was, that I'm blind, but, uh, you know, my faith helps me to really accept that because, right. you know, God has done amazing things through my life. And right. for me, you know, better than being out there surfing, than being skating and traveling and getting to know new places, for me, the most important thing is to know that I can help people 
through my story, you know, I can, you know, encourage people. And recently I just qualified myself as a life coach. And for me, it's hey. just something yeah, really amazing that I can sit down with someone and, you know, help them to overcome their limits, to overcome their, their fears, you know, Beautiful. to set their goals in life. And for me, it's, it's really cool that, you know, that I can work with something that, that I love to do. And yes. through that, I see great results and, you know, helping people to, to build hope in their hearts. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. So, so my, my final question then, help people who maybe haven't got a personal connection with God like you have or, or like I have or lots of people here do uh, and have maybe just had a, a wrong thought about God, just, a, just a, a different, the wrong concept about God. How do you imagine God and, and how do you talk to him? What's that like? Well, I imagine him as, as my creator, you know. Uh, I believe if, you know, would not be God, I would, I would not be born, I would not be Derek, I know I would not be married today, but it's really cool when we really have a, a good connection with the Father, you know, like, and each of us here are different, you know, some people connect to God, with God through worship, right. some people connect through God, with God through prayers or reading the Bible right. or, you know, going out in the ocean and being out there surfing or, you know, going for a walk along the beach, you know. For me, I connect with God, you know. When I'm surfing, I connect a lot. When I'm reading my Bible. And once we have that connection and we really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life, we know it. Things change, you know. We, we experience something really, really, you know, strong and powerful and that is, you know, what makes me to be who I am today. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, Derek Rebello, we have loved having you here tonight. I want you to put your hands together and thank Derek for coming along. Thank you, man. I'm going to help you out here. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Well done. There's your beautiful wife. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, on, that's my wife. Together. There she is. This is Maddie. Thank you, Maddie. Great to have you here. Well done, well done. How inspiring, how inspiring. Thank you very much, I'll take that. Uh, wow, I, I've got no excuses. What about you? No excuses at all. Uh, I'm going to get the band to come on up as, as we're here. Uh, I love moments where you, you see someone like Derek and you realize that he's made lots and lots and lots of choices in his life and to, to overcome fear, to make positive choices, to push down the obstacles that he faces. And I know in the room tonight, there'll be lots of people who face different obstacles, different kind of stories. Some of the obstacles, I, I, I was imagining, even as Derek was talking about what a great father he had and how his father put encouragement into his heart and confidence and strength, what a great picture for a young person of what our Heavenly Father's like. That he loves us, that He believes in us, that He wants to encourage us. And maybe part of your story here tonight is you never had a father like that. And I found for people who, who haven't had a good role model dad, sometimes it can be hard to imagine what our Heavenly Father is like. Sometimes people have had a, a poor church experience, which was legalistic and guilt-oriented, can get a wrong idea of what our Heavenly Father is. Sometimes people have had authority figures that have just been harsh and a poor representation of what authority is can get the wrong concept of what God's like. And, and so what that can do in our lives and through different circumstances, challenges, obstacles we face, it can push us away from God rather than connect us to God the way we're created. God created you and me to be in relationship with Him. He created us. He's created a place in us where He would dwell in our lives by His Holy Spirit. You, you heard Derek just talking about His Holy Spirit. When God's Holy Spirit comes and lives in us, everything changes. He whispers things to you. You can sense God. He talks to you. You can sense God pour love into our hearts. He is so loving. It's ridiculous. 
And He loves to pour His love into your heart. He loves to take us by the hand and say, I've got a great purpose for you. I've got, I've got plans for you. And I'm, I'm wondering here tonight, and what I'd love to do in just a few moments, is I'd just love to pray, uh, and pray for everyone here, but I'd also love to lead us in a prayer. It's a simple prayer. It's a prayer where we say, God, we'd love you to come into our life. I'd like you to come into my heart. Maybe you're here tonight and you've never actually invited God into your heart. He wants to live in you and with you and and be your friend, but he doesn't come in unless you ask him. And so tonight could be a great night for, for you to pray a prayer with us inviting God into your heart. The way, the way that you do that and the, the, the way that, that that happens is so simple. It's not, the Bible says this, that God's just, He's just a little bit away from us. He's not a long way away from us, but He wants us to reach out to Him. And tonight, if you reach out to God, no matter what's going on, no matter what pain you're in, no matter how flat you're feeling in life, no matter what's gone down before, if you reach out to God, He'll come into your life and everything will begin to change as He fills you with His love, as He fills you with His peace, and as He begins to walk with you on this journey and He begins to show you your purpose. You might have at one point in your life uh, prayed a prayer like that, inviting God into your life. The, the, the way it works that, that we can pray that prayer is, is not suddenly, oh, okay, I'm going to have to try to be a really good person now to, to, to make God like me. This is what Jesus did. Jesus came and he died on a cross, the Son of God. He paid the price for our sin so that we don't have to be good. Jesus was good enough. And he comes and when we accept Christ, he comes and lives in our heart and he begins to transform us. It's miraculous. And the greatest joy in my life, I have a front row seat every week to watch people say, okay, I didn't think God was that good. I didn't think he liked me that much. I didn't think I could have a fresh start. And then when they pray a prayer and say, God, I want a fresh start and they receive forgiveness, the lights go on. Love fills them and and things begin to change. People like Jordan and Courtney who got up here earlier and and God just begins to work in our heart, begins to bring change. I want us to close our eyes in the room right now. I love to pray for us tonight. Father, I just thank you for every person who's here. You know every story. You know every dream. You know every obstacle. Lord, you know the doubts that people have. You know the fears that people have. You know the pain that people are walking with in their lives. And I'm asking in this moment by your Holy Spirit, that you would begin to pour that love and hope into people's lives. That in this moment, as people reach out to you, Just like Derek has reached out to you as a 15-year-old, in this moment, as people reach out to you, you would come and live in them and things would begin to change. While your eyes are closed, I'm going to ask if you're in one of three categories in a moment, if you want to pray a prayer, inviting God into your life, committing your heart to Him. It's really a matter of surrender. It's really a matter of saying, God, I've lived life my way and it's, it's still left me empty. It still left me with a feeling that something's missing. And I've lived my way. And so tonight, I want to surrender to you and start to live life your way. I want to receive your love and Jesus into my life. I put my, my trust in Him. If you want to do that in a moment, I'm going to just ask you in your seat to raise your hand. And I'll just see your hand and, and then I'll say you can, you can put that down in a moment. And then we're all together, we're going to pray a prayer. That prayer will be inviting God into your life. So if you're in one of these categories, you're like, okay, I've never prayed a prayer like that, but tonight I want to invite God into my life to start a personal relationship. Or secondly, maybe you have once prayed a prayer like that. You once had a relationship with God. You might have been a churchgoer, a youth group goer, a a kids church goer, or you might have gone to Sunday school. You might have been in church for a season, but for some reason you've drifted away. For some reason you've lost that connection with God and you know you've lost the purpose and joy that came with that connection. Can I tell you, my friend, it's not too late to turn back to God. It's not too late to get right with God. And so that might be, that's the second category. You once walked with God, but you slipped away and it's time to come back. Or maybe the third one is just simply this. If you're just not sure when you go to heaven, when, when you die and you, you stand before God and you have to give an account for your life and you're not confident that he's going to say, come into my presence, come into heaven. You're not confident. The Bible says that there's a book, an eternal book of life where those who will spend eternity with God in heaven, their name is written. 
if you're not confident that in that moment you're going to spend eternity with God, then I'd love that you as well to be included in this prayer because that's way too an important thing to not be clear about. You might say, but John, I believe that God's real. I go, that's awesome. The Bible tells us though, even the devil believes that God's real. Believing that God's real is not enough. Surrendering your life to Him and putting your faith in Jesus Christ. That's what makes you right with God. And when you receive Jesus, a peace comes into your heart and a confidence that, you get to, that you'll spend eternity with Him in heaven. So in a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, and when I say the, the number three, if you're here tonight and you're saying, I'm in one of those three categories, I want to begin a relationship with God because something's missing, I want you to raise your hand at that point. Or I need to come back to God because I'm away from God and I need to get right with God again. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand. Or if you're just not sure you're going to go to heaven when you die and you want that peace and assurance in your heart, I want you to raise your hand. So right across this room, while eyes are closed, your moment with God, I'm going to count to three. One, get ready to be bold, be courageous, step out. Things are going to change if you step towards God. Two, Three, would you raise your hand if that's you right now? Fantastic, thank you, I see your hand. That's awesome, over here I see your hand. Right down the back there in the corner, thanks, I see your hand as well. Who else right now you're saying, that's me as well. You can put your hand down if you've already put it up. You, uh, I'm sure there's a couple more people in this room right now. You'll feel God tugging on your heart to take a step towards Him because you know you need your sin forgiven. You know you need to get back right with God. Fantastic, thank you. I see your hand as well. That's awesome. Just in the middle up the back there. Who else right now? I'm just taking a little while. Fantastic, thank you. Over here in the second row there, I see your hand. That's so sweet. Thank you. Who else right now? Tonight's your night to just get confident that you're going to spend eternity with God in heaven. Someone here, you're, you're feeling so alone at the moment. You're feeling like you're, you're just doing life alone. No one really cares. No one really notices or worries about you. I want to tell you God does. He sees you. He notices you. He cares about you. And tonight, if you'll open the door of your heart to Him, He'll come in and He'll begin to change things. But you've got to take a step towards God. You've got to take that step. God, He's done everything He can by sending Jesus. But you've got to take a step towards God. So I'm just going to wait one more minute. I feel like there's at least one more person. You haven't raised your hand yet, but you know you should. Tonight's your night to get right with God. If that's you, would you raise your hand wherever you are and say, John, would you include me in that prayer right now? Raise it up real high just where I can see it and say, that's me as well. Would you include me in that prayer tonight? Fantastic. Thank you. I see your hand. Is there one more person? Is there one more person you need to be included in this prayer tonight? You're feeling the tug on your heart. You know it's, you know it's time to get right with God. There's someone here, I feel like you've been, you've been kind of uh, just playing around with God. You're just one foot in, one foot out. But tonight, God's calling you to go all in with Him. He's calling you to surrender your life to Him. Not just have a little bit of God and a little bit of church, but to be full on for God. Tonight's your night to surrender your life. If that's you, would you raise your hand? and say, John, that's me. Would you include me in this prayer as well? You might be watching online right now. Your heart's pounding because God is calling you into a relationship with Him. I'd love to include you in this prayer as well. Looking across the room, one more moment, if that's you. Fantastic, thank you, I see your hand. Looking across this room right now, to my right, if there's someone there, raise your hand. Down in the middle section here, if this, if this is you, I want you to raise your hand. In this other middle section on my left, if it's you, just raise your hand and say, John, that's me. Would you pray for me? If it's you over here, just raise your hand up real high. All right, fantastic. There's about seven people you've raised your hand here right now. And I want to lead us in a prayer together. Can we all say this prayer to me? But if you raised your hand, say this from your heart to God. And we're going to pray it along with you. Say these words. Dear God in heaven, I thank you that you love me. That you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me in my place. I'm sorry for my sin, for living my way. I'm turning to you tonight. I surrender my heart to you. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I thank you tonight that I'm forgiven, that I'm born again, that I'm going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for every person who's made that decision to follow Christ, to begin that journey, to walk with God.